Hello and welcome to Pokebits, the podcast with bit-sized Pokemon information. As always, before I get to the main topic, I wanted to give you my updates and um, as far as what I did with Pokemon in the past two weeks. I have started breeding um, level 5 IV, wait, 5 IV Pokemon um, for comp- competition. And I started breeding some of the ones that I like more than uh, ones that are competitively viable. But I have uh, two 5 IV Fletchinders that cover each other. And I'm almost done with breeding a 5 IV Magikarp. I always wanted to have an extremely strong Gyarados, and I've always, well, ever since I've uh, caught a Fletchender in, in Gen 6, I've wanted to have a very powerful Talonflame. So I'm on my way there. Um, I'm really excited to uh, keep playing, and I hope that um, I'll have a whole team by the next update. Today's topic is IVs or individual values. I've heard IVs referred to in many different ways, uh, inherent values, inherited values, uh, but the canon way to refer to refer to them is IV as an individual value. Uh, now, what those are, we'll get to in a second. Our last episode, we talked about base stats, and base stats, I told you, were numbers uh, for an average, um, they told you the average stats for a Pokemon of a certain level. Uh, we wanted to add a few, some information to that. So it's usually assumed that um, the IVs for that Pokemon are zero and uh, there are no special boosts for EVs or in anything special added onto that Pokemon. And we'll talk about EVs as well. And it's usually, the, the stats are usually recorded at level 50, which is the competitive rank. Um, and uh, how, that's, how that number is calculated, we'll talk about, or rather, how the real number, like what your actual stats are, we'll talk about that later. So for individual values, individual values are values that um, a Pokemon gets basically whenever you catch it, or rather when you encounter it, or when you hatch it. Uh, I can't remember if uh, they are predetermined before the Pokemon hatches, but just think of it as numbers that cannot be changed. Um, they are uh, they number somewhere from 0 to 31, and that can actually make a huge difference in a Pokemon's final stats. So these base stats that I talked about, like I said, these are those those are average numbers without any IVs, without any EVs, without any anything special to them. Once you add IVs, you're basically adding onto whatever those points are. So for example, um, let's look at a Pokemon. And IVs are numbers that you can't easily basically figure out. Uh, in the later gens, there are what's, what, what are called, um, I think they're called Pokemon judges. And basically, these are people that you ask and they tell you that, oh, you know, hey, um, let me judge your Pokemon. And they judge your Pokemon, they, they stay and tell you something like, um, oh, you know, this Pokemon's HP and special attack. Those are, you know, amazing stats. And... If you look out, if you look at the guide, you know if it says amazing or let's say quite impressive, the IV is somewhere between sixteen to twenty-five. If it says like flawless or can't be beat or can't be better, um, it's you know thirty-one. So it's good to look at the guide and ask these judges, and they're called stat judges. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, so more about individual values. So I said they're predetermined at the beginning. Um, they plug into a very complex equation that determines your Pokemon's current stats. Uh, it's uh, and I'm looking at it right now on Bulbapedia, a very good resource. So let's say HP. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, 
go into too much uh, too much details about this. But basically, um, if you know a Pokemon's IV and EV, you know its uh, final stats. EV is an effort value. It's a value that you can influence. And we'll talk about that at some other point. So IVs, yeah, they're in. I, I like to call them inherited because um, it's good to think about them as uh, immutable. You cannot change them. Um, and what's cool is that you can breed for IVs and you can breed Pokemon so that they end up with having perfect IVs across the board, having these IVs be 31 um, for every single number. Uh, and that's kind of difficult. Um, there are some items in the later in Gen 6 that help you with breeding. I think there is Destiny Not. If you give that to a Pokemon and that Pokemon has perfect IVs, um, three of its perfect IVs will um, inherit to the to the next Pokemon. I'm not entirely sure about this. We're, we're going to have to talk about this uh, during an episode on breeding. But I have recently bred a Pokemon with five IVs. And I know that the sixth one is always random. So that's not something you can influence. And you would have to breed very often to get a randomly perfect IV. Anyways, so how much does an IV influence it? If you look at the equation, and I'm going to go through it real quick. Um, basically, you add the base stat with IV multiplied by two, and then you add a square root, square root of a quarter <laughs> of the EVs that you have. And then you multiply that by level, divide by 100, add a level, and add 10. Now, that sounds really complicated, and that's because it kind of is. The best way to think about it is that it's a lever. Think of it as a lever. You um, you have an engine. Oh, that's bad. This is a horrible <laughs> metaphor, but it's used in business. Imagine you have an engine, and you have all these different levers that that affect how that engine works. This is just another way to make your Pokemon much more competitively competitively viable and give it much higher stats. Um, I wonder if there's an a really good example of um, of uh, what a Pokemon without IVs and with IVs would look like. Uh, generation 3 onward. Actually, the equation I gave you, I don't know if it's correct because now I'm looking at it and I think that was uh, prior to gener that was generation 1 and 2. In generation 3 and onward, IVs are pretty simple. I didn't actually, Generation 1 and 2, there were no IVs, as far as I know. Weird. Okay, whatever. So you can easily have a huge range of uh, Pokemon stats. Um, imagine that, uh, so there's an example in Bulbapedia. You have two Meryl that were caught on Route 20. Uh, they have the same level, but they have different IVs. So Meryl A has a special defense of 46 um, at its current level. It has 19 IVs in that, um, in that specific stat. Now Meryl B has special defense of 48, so that's two, point, two points more. And that's because its IV is 23 instead of 19. Now that may not seem like a big difference yet, but I'm guessing that this was a pretty low level Pokemon. Uh, one of the, let's see, this stat, this stat, this stat actually looks like it has a bigger difference. So Meryl A has a speed of 40, that's your current stat, and then it has an IV of 21. Uh, Meryl B has a base stat of 34 in speed, 
but its IV is four. So that basically means that you lose out on six points at that specific level that you could have over your opponent. Um, so where do you get Pokemon with good IVs? Uh, in Generation 6, um, they introduced what's called Friend Safari in Pokemon X and Y. Friend Safari is basically where you add, be, add, your, add friends uh, on like the Nintendo, Nintendo DS network or whatever. Um, basically through your DS, you add like a code or whatever. And if that person plays Pokemon, Pokemon X or Y, uh, you'll see them come up on a list when you enter the Safari and you get to choose uh, which person you want to kind of go with. Um, you enter that person's Safari, so to speak. Now, each person has um, a randomly assigned type and three Pokemon that show up in its Safari. So for me, I would have to look it up. There's actually a, a subreddit called Friend Safari or something like that. Friend Safari. All right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, okay, so my type is flying, and I have a, I think that's Pidgeotto, 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 what is this Pokemon? Uh, Fletchender, I have Pidgeotto, Fletchender, and, oh, it's Pidgey, Swanna, and Fletchender. Um, and that's, that my type is flying. So whenever somebody adds me on, uh, on Nintendo DS, and we add each other, and we become quote-unquote friends... Um, and that person then looks me up, uh, uh, looks me up in Friend Safari. Um, they w and, and they enter my Safari. They'll encounter one of these three Pokemon, and I think it's at level thirty. Now, they will have two guaranteed perfect stats. If you go on uh, Reddit R Friend Safari, you'll notice that everybody's looking for. Um, of somebody who has a ditto, and that's because dittos are used frequently or all the time basically for breeding. And if you catch a ditto in Friend Safari, it has at least two perfect IVs, and with the item Destiny Knot, you can pass those IVs onto the next generation. Without that item, it's not guaranteed. So um, it's a good idea to basically catch Pokemon there. I bred a perfect IV Fletchender, it had five perfect IVs. And I did it with a ditto that had three perfect IVs, uh, which I was able to, I, I just randomly encountered in a friend safari, and, uh, and a Fletchender that had two perfect IVs that I encountered in friend safari. So the process was much quicker than starting out with um, basic wild po Pokemon that might have a huge range of different IVs. I hope all of that made sense to you. If not, here's a quick recap. Uh, IV. It's an individual value. Each Pokemon gets one, gets an individual value that's randomly assigned anywhere from zero to 31. That value gets plugged into a very complex equation that figures out that Pokemon's current stat. Uh, the current stat is basically whenever you like uh, uh, evolve a Pokemon and tells you, oh, plus three HP, plus two attack, plus one defense, and you see you see the, the final numbers there, those are your current stats. So you basically kind of, you, you get these plus whatever uh, due to this complex equation and IVs are a huge lever in this equation. And uh, yeah, so they're randomly generated, they're, they cannot be changed. Um, if you use Friend Safari uh, on Pokemon X or Y, uh, you will be guaranteed uh, to get a two IV Pokemon, two perfect IV Pokemon at all times. It's always a perfect two IV, at least a two per two IV, per uh, perfect two IVs. 
Uh, like I said, I encountered a three perfect IV, four, five, or six, though is almost impossible, but it is, it is pretty easy uh, to breed. I think it took me like a day to get a five IV Fletchinder, a day of like just running around on the bike and learning about the shit. Um, and um, to get a perfect five IV uh, Fletchinder, and I think I'm currently on a three IV Magikarp because I want to get a Gyarados. Uh, one thing to note is that if whenever you enter a tournament or competitive play, be prepared to see people who have perfect IVs uh, and who have um, EVs that are specifically crafted for uh, for competition. I'm gonna give you a quick kind of uh, heads up about what EVs are. I'm gonna get into those next episode, but EVs are what's what are called effort values, and those are values that are get that that get assigned to um, one of your stats uh, based on basically what Pokemon you just defeated. So if you defeated, um, I think if you defeated like a Geodude or whatever, you would get uh, EVs in your defense. And I know that kind of doesn't make sense, but basically certain Pokemon yield certain EVs. And what you tr and you have a limited number of EVs. And what you're trying to basically do is you're trying to train so that, uh, or you get, a you get a limited number of EVs. You, you can't go beyond a certain number, so you can't keep leveling up your Pokemon. There's a ceiling, and uh, you get a specific number of EVs that you get to distribute across all of your stats. So, you know, if I'm running a, uh, a Snorlax, I know its HP and defense is a huge deal, but so is its attack. So what I might, might want to focus on is its attack and HP and maximize EVs there, while not really caring for speed. Uh, you know, Snorlax is not really speedy anyways, so why waste EVs if, you know, you're going to go last in the match anyways? So you basically, instead of training for speed, you train for attack or HP. Um, uh, same for special attack. I might not have any special attacks. All of my attacks might be, uh, you know, let's say physical based. So I don't need any special attack. Um, special defense and defense, kind of a little bit different. But I want to maximize attack and HP because uh, Snorlax is just great at HP. Um, with perfect IVs and EV training on HP, it will be very bulky, difficult to kill, and with a bulky HP and bulky attack, it's a great Pokemon, especially if you use something like Rest and you're able to recover all of your HP. So once your opponent, you know, gets you down to your low health and he's like, yes, finally I'm gonna get this Pokemon, I've used my perfect attacks and I can't get him to KO or not, you know, knock them out, you rest up and you get all that HP back and you're just frustrating the opponent. But on the other hand, if you're using uh, a Pokemon like like Mewtwo, right? What might be really important important to you is special attack and speed, because you want this Pokemon to hit hard and um, hit quickly. Now, I don't even know if Mewtwo is uh, compatibly viable as far as uh, using it with special attack or speed. So I'm just giving you an, an uneducated example. Uh, so you might, you know, work up its special attack and speed because when uh, that Pokemon enters the field, you want it to attack very quickly and destroy the enemy that you want it to destroy. But you might not care that much about physical attacks because it might not have any special defense or let's say HP might not be a big deal either. Because you, you want to hit hard and that's, that's kind of all you want to do. Uh, there was a championship that I watched and I can't remember... The Pokemon that they used, but it was a, a very bulky Pokemon. It had an extremely high defense, extremely high HP, and it used the word the um, they used the attack. I think it's called Follow Me 
or maybe it was taunt. I think it was follow me. Um, I'll have to look look into it. Well, let's look into it right now. No, no, too too late. We're already past the fifteen mark, <laughs> fifteen minute mark. Um, it was bulky. It was bulky as hell. It had a huge defense, huge HP, and used in a, basically an attack that forces the enemy to point all the attacks at this bulky Pokemon. What that allowed the, that um, that player to do was basically use this Pokemon's advantages, the defense and HP, to take all of the hits while he had fast hitting, strong hitting Pokemon um, actually attacking. Um, so in double battle. So you'd have one Pokemon that takes all the hits, the other Pokemon is hitting hard. And so that other Pokemon was basically like killing off all of the, the opponents, while this bulky Pokemon, uh, you know, its HP kept going down going down, and then it ate like a berry, and half of its HP came back, and you're like, oh my god, this Pokemon is unbeatable. Um, so that's just something to think about as far as strategy goes. And uh, I guess that's kind of it, and I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Pokebits.